0: This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Friday, April 21st. I'm Gavin McGoff. In today's headlines, at Pathfinder Gravel Pit, a route to affordable housing, a day in the life of a miner with Finton coal and iced ears with Bella Eatman, let the listening club eat cake, and a mountain weather forecast. San Miguel County owns quite a bit of land, much of it undeveloped and potentially suitable to be put to use for the needs of county residents. But planning and funding development projects is a big effort. On that front, help is here. Recently, the county was awarded a grant from the state's Department of Local Affairs, says County Manager Mike Bordonia.
1: And we were awarded that to analyze um, all vacant county land parcels, for housing suitability. And one that we had known uh, about for some time is the county's Pathfinder Gravel Pit parcel,
0: which is a sizable parcel up near San Bernardo and Lizard Head. With funding available to take stock of vacant county lands, commissioners have zeroed in on the issue of affordable housing. The Pathfinder Gravel Pit, which Bordonia speaks of, is first up for a number of reasons. Here's Bordonia. With
1: the adjacent neighborhood of San Bernardo, a uh, significantly deed-restricted community, it also is uh, works with them. It's on uh, our smart transit route, as we know. Um, And it has numerous access to recreation and proximity to Telluride Mountain Village and other major employment centers. So that was part of the reason why we chose to focus on Pathfinder first.
0: The Pathfinder parcel is currently in use as a gravel pit for county road and bridge projects. While that might not seem ideal for a housing project, Jim Kehoe, an architect working on the study, says it actually comes with benefits. Kehoe explains road and bridge could do initial preparation work at the site.
1: Yeah, that's another ideal part of this is that they could prep the site prior to it becoming a a true project, uh, which we all know would help costs considerably.
0: Speaking at a meeting of the Board of County Commissioners this week, Kehoe presented topographic maps detailing potential road schemes and building sites. Kehoe says the site is somewhat uneven, with the flat, buildable areas scattered throughout the area.
1: And what's interesting here is we really looked at this and and the the mapping led to these clusters, which naturally create more of a, a rural character.
0: There are additional benefits. The site is slightly lower than the interstate, sheltering it from noise, and it's located near a fire department. Also good news for anyone familiar with winter in the San Juans, it has great solar exposure. Kehoe explains this comes with sustainability benefits as well. And then you have
1: daylight orientation to the south all the way to the west um, and a little bit to the east on some of these sites. Um, the orientation is good because a lot of the projects we are doing are, are going all electric. So, Obviously, it's important to have good solar access
0: for that purpose. And this site is, I'd say, an an eight on that scale of one to ten. The county is concurrently in conversation with the U.S. Forest Service to acquire the adjacent Matterhorn Mill property, which could expand opportunities for the project. Following Kehoe's presentation, commissioners entered an executive session to discuss acquisition efforts at Matterhorn. Further action on the feasibility study at Pathway and other county lands is forthcoming.
2: You can't touch this. You can't touch this.
0: You can't touch this. It's a mix of national and local sports this week on a day in the life of a minor. Tell you right, high school's spinton Cole brings the latest on the NBA minors Lacrosse and the NHL. Have a
3: listen. Look at my eyes. This is Fintan Cole on your sports update. The Denver Nuggets are in the playoffs, leading the first round 2-0 against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They won Game 2 by a score of 122-113. Games 3 and 4 will be in Minneapolis, and Game 5 will be in Denver if Minnesota wins Game 3 or 4. Telluride Boys Varsity Lacrosse won their road game against Montrose 17-5, and Junior Varsity won 3-1. I scored a goal early in the first quarter to give Tonight Junior Varsity a 2-0 lead. I also had an assist and 6 picks in that game as well. Junior Varsity is 4-0 and and Varsity is 4-2. The National Hockey League playoffs are now in effect. The Bruins, Maple Leafs, Lightning, Panthers, Hurricanes, Devils, Islanders, and Rangers are all playing in the Eastern Conference. And for the first time in 15 years, the Pittsburgh Penguins have missed the playoffs. The Avalanche, Stars, Wild, Jets, Kraken Knights, Oilers, and Kings are in the Western Conference Tournament. This is Seattle's first playoff appearance in franchise history. And for the second straight year, the Kings are facing the Oilers in round one. The Flames and Blackhawks missed the playoffs. My dark horse is the Tampa Bay Lightning, as they are currently seeking their fourth straight Stanley Cup Final appearance. Tampa has been the entity that rose from the shadows and defeated the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup Final in 2020. They went on to beat Montreal, but they lost to Colorado. Now they're back for redemption and aiming for another championship. Round two is predicted to feature the Bruins, Lightning, Hurricanes, and the Rangers in the east and the Avalanche stars Knights, and the Oilers in the West. Let's see how this prediction goes. That's it for your sports updates for this week. I'm Fintan Cole reporting live from Terat High School, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>
0: This week on Eyes to Ears, we're flipping the script. KOTO's Julia Caulfield chats with Telluride High School's Bella Eatman about spring break and the joys of art.
2: So, Bella, today we're going to be flipping the script a little bit and I get to interview you. Um, We're fresh back from spring break. So what did you get up to over the two weeks off?
4: Well, I did do a lot of things, I guess, over the spring break. But at the same time, I didn't do, I get, I guess, chock full of worldwide adventures like most of the locals around here. I went over to Texas for my spring break, visited a lot of family, and it, it was it was very chill, very fun. I got to see Dungeons and Dragons the movie. That was that was an amazing. Exper- experience to have with my father, who is very, uh, very much into D and D as I am. I didn't draw a whole lot during uh, during this spring break, and which is probably uh, probably sad to disappoint and disappoint. Um, but I did uh, do uh, do some more um, some more crocheting over this spring break as well. I, if you didn't know, I do have a hobby in croch uh, crocheting. It's been going splendid. That's amazing that you've been crocheting. I love
2: to knit, so love a fellow um, yarn worker.
4: <laughs> um, what have you been working on with your crocheting? Well, at first I was working on finishing my project with, with, ma- with, making, with making a pencil case for my watercolor pencils. And that, 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 that was awesome. It looked like it's designed to look like a bee. I just need to sew in the eyes now. And right, and right now I am working on a project where I make an entire hoodie. That's going to that's gonna be amazing, and I love the yarn that I'm working with right now. It's multicolored, so it's always going to be so magical to look at.
2: That is amazing. That's a, a huge project. Um, you are a very multi-talented artist, right? You crochet, you draw, you paint, you do all sorts of things. What is it that you really love about expressing yourself through art and through uh, creativity in that kind of way?
4: I've never really been I've been one to say that I express myself through art. I mainly just draw what I uh, what I want to draw, and it feels like there's not much of an a feeling behind it. However. However, the, there are characters that I have made that are very reminiscent of me and how I live my life without even realizing it. And that that's how it is with drawing and writing my stories, but with crocheting, it's a whole new thing because I've n- I've never done this before and I've I, I've just been loving the, the 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 challenge and the new possibilities it brings of you can make just about anything with this. With With just a small ball of yarn, you can make anything. And it's so amazing.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things that I love about knitting as well as, to your point, also when you finish a project, like you have something that you can hold in your hand. Like You are making a useful thing, whether it's your pencil case or your hoodie. It's like once you finish, you get to have this
4: item that you've fully created. And yes, and, it, and in a way it feels more real than uh, than drawing because with drawing it's like that's just a picture on a paper. It can mean more than that but in, at the end of the day to me it's a picture on a paper. But with crocheting I, I did this one project where I knit, uh, where I crocheted a doll and making that doll it was a very fun process but when it was finished I finally got to hold it in my hand and it felt like a real creature per se, and it felt, it felt excited, uh, exciting, like, I guess like how, how Dr. Frankenstein would have felt if he had created his monster.
2: Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. That's a fantastic way to describe it. Um, As we have said, Bella, you are multi-talented in so many different forms of art. And next week, we're going to get to hear from you actually talking about some of your own art. We're very excited about that. Uh, But thank you so much for taking a couple minutes to chat with me on this kind of flipping the script edition of Eyes to Ears.
4: Yes, and thank you for interviewing me on this subject, Julia. Thank you so much. (laughs)
0: This Monday, the Wilkinson Public Library holds its monthly listening club. It's like a book club, but for albums. James Van Hooser will lead the April Club with his work of choice, Cake's 1998 album Prolonging the Magic. KOTO's Julia Caulfield spoke with Van Hooser about his selection.
5: I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. (laughs) this is the first album that I ever bought with my like own allowance or whatever so it holds a special place in my heart I need your love so much. you tell me that you love me so you tell me that you care but when I need you, baby, baby, the single I think never there was like super popular. You heard it on 107.5 The Buzz in Houston, Texas all the time. And I was like 10 or 11 and I was like, okay, time to buy music. I've heard this song before, so let's see what the rest of them are like. You're never there. You're never, ever, ever, ever there. It starts off really strong. I think that there is like a distinct a side and b side of this record so like when you just put it on uh, the first song is called satan is my motor i've got wheels of polished steel i've got tires that grab the road which ended up getting this record a uh, parental advisory sticker uh, basically just for the word satan it's like there's no like real swearing on this but like you know it just starts off really strong and then the second song Mexico is more um, slowed down um, kind of sweet vibes and then you get the big single um, in the third spot never there um, which I think was the only single on this album that like charted but it was everywhere in like February of 1998. The Satan is my motor moda. I hear my motor power. Satan is the
6: only one who seems to understand.
5: It is a rock record, but it's brass-forward, you know, there's there's a lot of trumpet stings, um, there's a number of waltzes on this record, you know, songs in 3-4 time, which, again, is a little bit rare for the time, um, and the lyrics are generally funny and irreverent. As soon as you're born. not super heavy, like, I don't know, you don't listen to Cake to, like, get deep in the psyche of um, really important lyrics. They're they're light and they're fun and they're goofy, um, which is something I like in music. Um, I like there to be lyrics, but I don't want to have to pay attention to them. Um, it's It's just a fun record, I think, is how I would describe it. I don't wanna go to sunset strip i don't want to go to sunset strip i don't want to feel the emptiness of old marquees with stupid band names i don't want
6: to go to sunset strip
5: i think some people get asked does it hold up like you know i've got this super hardcore nostalgia for it um if I was actually going to recommend, like, okay, you need to get into Cake, listen to one Cake album, this wouldn't be it. I would say listen to Comfort Eagle, which is the next one, which I think is just this album, but better. But, um, you know, you can hear them figuring out a lot of stuff that would become their sound.
1: Houses
5: are sl- I moved to Telluride in the summer of 2013 and so my first ever festival here was the 2013 ride festival. I worked the Kodo Beer Booth and uh, Cake was headlining. This was also the year uh, St. Vincent and David Byrne were here for that show. Still my favorite festival in Telluride of all time. Uh, It was a magical welcome to the community to see my favorite band at One Town Park Stage.
0: James Van Hooser will lead the April Listening Club on Prolonging the Magic on April 24th, 6 to 7 p.m. at the Telluride Music Company. More information is available at telluridelibrary.org. Telluride Parks and Recreation will open the first round of summer campground reservations on Monday, April 24th at 9 a.m. for the upcoming season. This first round will open reservations for dates between May 12th and June 9th. Campground reservations for dates later in the summer will open in the coming months, except for festival weekends. Those must be booked directly through the festivals themselves. The campground in Town Park is a popular destination, and reservations are quite competitive. So if you're looking to book a staycation or put up some guests in the coming months, make sure to secure a spot right away. Reservations can be made beginning on Monday morning at bit.ly slash t-o-t camp spot. Hillary Nelson whose feats of ski mountaineering are legendary across the globe, will be posthumously inducted into the Colorado Snow Sports Hall of Fame this year. Nelson, who lived in Telluride and died in an avalanche on Nepal's Mount Manaslu last September, will join the Hall of Fame in the class of 2023. Nelson joins the Hall of Fame alongside a handful of other individuals, being honored this year who have dedicated their lives to the preservation and pursuit of snow sports in Colorado. An induction ceremony will take place for the Class of 2023 this coming August in Vail, where the Hall of Fame is housed in the Colorado Snow Sports Museum. On Monday, the United Nations kicked off a conference for Indigenous leaders in New York City, For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KSUT and KSJD's Clark Adamitis reports it's the largest global gathering of Indigenous leaders.
6: The United Nations Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues is two weeks long. This is the 22nd annual convening of the forum. This year, the focus is Indigenous peoples, human health, planetary and territorial health, and climate change. On Monday, United States Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland spoke to tribal leaders. Holland is a member of the Laguna Pueblo.
4: Indigenous peoples are experiencing a new era unfolding worldwide. A catalyst to this new era was the acknowledgement of just how far and how long tribal nations have been left behind. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we saw that communities had no running water to wash their hands, families that lived hundreds of miles from a doctor or a clinic, and children and workers without access to learning or telework options because they didn't have broadband internet.
6: Holland says the United States has invested $45 billion into Indian country in the past two years. Over 2,000 registered participants attended the opening ceremony, according to Native News Online. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis.
0: Several Republican-led state legislatures have introduced anti-drag bills, most of which are an attempt to stop drag queen story hours that have become popular at public libraries. In Colorado, Congress member Lauren Boebert has often used inflammatory language regarding drag queens. She tweeted last August, quote, message to all the drag queens out there, stay away from the children in Colorado's 3rd District, end quote. The Bluebird Cafe in Glenwood Springs, which is in Boebert's district, ignored the message and recently held its first drag queen story time. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KDNK's Haddison Ransbury reports.
7: It is crisp spring morning at a downtown coffee shop, and the cafe is closed for a private event. Adults sit at tables, reading and chatting quietly. And in the back, a group of children and their guardians sit attentively. People are here for Drag Queen Story Hour, an activity where performers read picture books to young children similar to those held at libraries. This version of the free event is aimed at providing an accepting space for kids to hear queer-inclusive and bilingual literature. Ramona Chingona is a founding member of the Roaring Divas, a vibrant group of drag performers based in the Roaring Fork Valley. She describes the experience as magical, and when I ask her about what makes Drag Queen times unique, she has this to say.
8: We're coming into the space as a character, as, you know, what society sort of tells us that we're not allowed to be. And so when we walk into the space full of kids, looking at spirits and fabulous as we do... It helps to encourage them and give them representation and visibility of, you know, if they can do that, then what am I capable of? And, and kind of being able to chase their dreams, whatever that means for them. And so to be able to bring myself as the fierce Latina that I am in drag, to be able to read stories in Spanish, I didn't get to hear stories read in Spanish in general, In school or any other place and so to have that take place also at a drag story time like it just kind of combines the best of both worlds. One of my favorite parts was seeing the kids is waving the the pride flags at like four, five, six years old. It's adorable and then with reading the stories seeing some of the parents get emotional.
7: The Rocky Mountain branch of queer activist group Gay For Good donated 50 books that are examples of queer affirming and bilingual literature to the event that the families could take home for free, and many kids left with stacks of books for all ages. Several titles included were And Tango Makes Three by Justin Richardson and Peter Parnell, as well as Bye Bye Binary by Eric Guerin. Organizer Caleb Cook spoke about the importance of making events like this equitable for all
0: I think it's super important as you run an equitable nonprofit to make sure you're ingraining language equity. And so providing literature and resources in both Spanish and English at the same time is incredibly important. And then also for those in-person events, making sure that we're providing American Sign Language translations
7: as well. One attendee, a six-year-old boy named Gus, plays separately from the story time with a pride flag in his hair. His fashion choice has inspired the cafe staff to wear theirs similarly. He's taken the opportunity of a wide-open coffee shop to play some of his own games with a friend.
1: I know it's their first time, and it's also my first time, but it was kind of boring for me, so I decided to come over to my to my dad. Now I'm playing that game with my friend Eli. But before I even started playing that game, I was um, reading my bird
7: guide book. Gus's dad watches on and weighs in on the importance of bringing his children to experiences like this His wife holds their 3-year-old while sitting across the room listening intently to the story time
6: What I love about this environment is just that there's an amount of love and literally colors and, and just acceptance and support in the air that we haven't really experienced going to to library Uh, events as much, you know. Um, The events we typically go to, I I don't know, it may be a reflection of of me or something, but it's like The community is there, but they're there and they're sitting quietly and they're just uh, there to entertain their kids and then leave. But here it's like the whole community coming together to show love for one another and to support one another and to celebrate visibility and love. And it's just a beautiful setting. So it really sets this event apart. I am a third generation uh, Chicano, Mexican-American. And my, I was not taught Spanish growing up. Bringing my children to a space where bilingualism and Spanish specifically is, is welcome and celebrated is something that's very important to me.
7: Gus is one of a few children who brought their own books from home and says that he likes the redbirds and hummingbirds best. I then asked eight-year-old Lucy who her favorite drag queen was. I like the one in the dark purple dress. Lucy also mentioned that she's learning a little bit of Spanish in school, but hasn't quite gotten to the level of recognizing it during bilingual story times yet. I then asked her mom why they chose this event for their Saturday morning and if they had any friends in attendance. Sometimes this valley can feel really small in terms of population or who you
2: know and I just feel like it's so important to build queer community and also as a person raising kids just like having kids be aware of all the various resources and also all the ways that they get to be in the world and the fact that this was a really fun environment that there was balloons and crowns and crafts and books and like there's so much joy surrounding it like that uh, made me want to bring my kids. We had a lot of friends, friends from Rifle, friends from like other places I volunteer, friends from Eagle County. There's actually way more people here that I re- recognize than I thought. Um, we hope they do this again. This is really fun.
3: Eli, did you have fun today? Yeah. It was amazing.
7: When story time concludes, the performers take a break and then roll into an adults-only drag brunch. Some attendees who showed up to support the story time stayed for the brunch, which begins after a lengthy cleanup and all of the kiddos have gone home.
0: The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for snow flurries tonight with a low near 25 degrees. Saturday calls for snow flurries during the day, followed by a cloudy night with a high near 40 and a low near 25. Sunday should bring mostly sunny skies with a high near 50 degrees and a chance of rain showers developing in the afternoon. Precipitation may turn to snow overnight on Sunday when the forecast low is near 30 degrees. This has been the news for Friday, April 21st. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at
6: 970-728-3206.